0: Welcome back to the third episode of the Mindful Psychonaut Podcast. Um, Today is going to be a little bit about the the psychology of psychedelics or at least um, I guess talking about how they can relate and also a little bit about what some of the general findings are in terms of psychological research um, in psychedelic use and um, I got to start off with uh, a note from the podcast I listened to recently um, where Jordan Peterson had a chat with Roland Griffiths who is a very big name in psychedelic research and has spent a lot of time um, and has done numerous studies um, regarding psychedelics and and the typical mystical experience or psychedelic experience that many will experience on psychedelics Um, and that is that the top is generally um, a mystical experience um, whether it be through LSD or psilocybin is rated as kind of the top five Uh, most meaningful, in the top five, most meaningful events of someone's life. Uh, Which, when you've had psychedelics, you can truly understand why that might be. Um, If you haven't, I think you've really got to consider that. Um, You've got to consider, okay, this is top five. That's alongside uh, other life-changing experiences like a childbirth or loss of a loved one, um, maybe even kind of near-death experiences. All of these, uh, all of these events are very meaningful, and to put the psychedelic experience in with that really shows the extent that um, this area can have the the, the potential for change. Um, and the significance of these experiences. It's not just, um, I don't know, put alongside other drugs um, because it is generally considered a drug um, but when you consider it to be in these top five most meaningful events of someone's life uh, you've really got you got a lot to think about there and I think there's a lot more that we have yet to understand um, about psychedelics. <clears throat> um, and that was around 80 to 90% of the of the of the participants um reported that it, that mystical experience was one of their top 5 most important experiences of their life so far um and that was true whether the experience was good or bad um now there's a lot of arguments depending just deciding whether there is a good or bad experience because of this kind of because of these findings um, or because of the If you have a really good experience, then you can really learn from that and generally most people enjoy good experiences it's, it's in the in the name of describing it as good But if you were to describe it as a bad experience, maybe it's quite a traumatic thing. It's uh, maybe you you with remembering or thinking about past experiences uh, maybe you had to deal with some um, thoughts that you didn't want to deal with but you still, you know, if, if you are in that psychedelic experience whether it's mushrooms, you might be in that for six hours or so, six to eight hours LSD, maybe even longer, a couple of hours longer um, you're gonna have to deal with it uh, unfortunately, uh, but did, whether the experience was good or bad um, it was still among those top five life, life-changing experiences um, which really goes to show even, I think, even if you're quite scared about taking a psychedelic if you were to knowing, knowing this, knowing that even if you have a bad time, even if this day is uh, really scary. Really not good to go through. Actually, there's probably a reason for it. There's probably a reason for uh, those bad things arising. Um, it may be that your the the setting the set and setting that you were complete your you were having your psychedelic experience in was not appropriate. Uh, you were with strangers. Uh, you weren't in a comfortable environment. Um, take this for example I'm in a forest Uh, I I think I'd be very happy doing it here but then you're not in the comforts of your own home there's a a lot of things to think about Um, but generally if you get your set and setting right um, if you are still gonna have if you are having a bad experience or have had one then generally you'll be able there there are reasons for it Um, and I think After that experience, you definitely will spend time thinking about that. Um, And I think that contributes to that life-changing, most meaningful events um, of someone's life. Um, And this has been used, uh, psychedelics have been used in the treatment of uh, people in in, in end-of-life treatments. Um, so uh, cancer patients near death, um, depression, um, anorexia uh, and nicotine addiction a lot of people, a lot of the psychedelic research has been around those areas and has been very effective Um, to think that you can be on your deathbed which or know that you have one month to live for example and to take a psychedelic substance, and that to reduce your fear of dying I mean... that's incredible uh, I don't think we, pro- we ever properly talk about death um, it's just something that arises and then you talk a little bit about it either maybe in the upcoming to someone's death um, or after someone's died it's, it's something that is part of life. Life and death. Um, they come together and, and talking about it more and, and actually coming to terms with what that means um, is very difficult, very complicated. And I think psychedelics allow you to open up a bit more to just the reality of of experience. You are just this... Uh, I, I you can't really say you are this being. You, you are simply just experiencing what you experience. Um, it's very difficult to say that you are this body. Um, I am me. This is my body. Uh, which in some regards is true but you are simply experiencing to have a body. You're experiencing that you have arms and and that you see these things. But when it comes down to it, actually everything that you experience is just arising. Um, And it's quite a strange abstract thought to think about because we are so in touch with our ego in a sense Um, but actually the ego as well is is an experience it is something that is arising something that we almost we've created to help deal with the world and what what it is and actually sometimes on in a psychedelic experience that that ego can be dissolved you can be stripped bare of um, your ego or it may start to pull away from you um, and that might be quite scary. It might, you you become, I guess, more raw to the experience. Uh, a lot of people talk about oneness, um, raw to the experience of what is around you and what, who you are, what you are. Um, and it's quite scary and I think if if you're not open to the experience of yeah, if you're not open to experiencing what will occur during a psychedelic or mystical experience uh, you may have a bad time, you may try to hold on to those egoic if that's a word, egoic properties that you may have Um, and but if you can let go of that if you can almost just focus slightly more slightly less on who you perceive yourself to be and more on what you are currently experiencing um, it can be very rewardful and these mystical experiences do lead to reductions in anxiety, depression um, and has also been shown uh, to reduce proclivity for substance use which is uh, very interesting and probably quite relevant to most people I think dealing with the anxieties and stresses of um, kind of life and death uh, and, and, and the world in which we live regarding that I guess reality. There is a there is life and death, at least in a physical sense. Um, some people, um, or a lot of people, will turn to substances to to alleviate some of those stresses, to change the way that they think or feel, to distract them, maybe. Um, so to have a substance which you do take, but then can actually reduce your need or or want to uh, take other substances, like smoking or alcohol it's uh, quite interesting, you really... Um, I guess if you are dependent on those substances, like alcohol or smoking, and especially if they're addictive I think you, you have this internal battle of constant conflict. I guess you know that something is bad for you, yet you still do it. What? 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 What brought you to that conclusion? Um, and it comes back to something that Jordan and Peterson talks about a lot. <clears throat> in the sense that you, you want to try and look after yourself as if you were looking after someone else and if someone had decided that they were just going to take this thing to deal with their <clears throat> current issues but then know that actually it is still, it is, it is causing loads of other issues um, yeah, I don't think you would. I don't think you'd be happy with that if if it was someone else. Uh, so to, to to apply that to yourself is quite a difficult thing. Having that internal conversation with yourself. So to have a psychedelic experience and 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 almost to to have that conversation reduced to to to, to be able to think clearer and be able to. Have a reduced need for those substances, really? I guess shows quite a lot about the nature of that experience, um, and it does get you curious. Or get, got me curious about the experience of consciousness, um, and I guess just the limits that we current or that we perceive to have um, in consciousness, if. if Mindfulness is a great experience um, to be able to I guess become less distracted or allow yourself to focus more and become less distracted but I definitely see psychedelics as a foot in the door um, to learning what consciousness has to offer Um, and expands the brackets of your experience Um, obviously we we, that I guess the dualistic sense of life and death there's a very high and and there's a low like generally life is considered a good thing but death is considered a bad thing Um, or at least there are good things and bad things that we experience I think the psychedelic experience really expands the brackets um, to which that you can experience you can Experience far greater things, um, or at least far more often, you, you have far more. I think actually, it's associated with more creativity after a psychedelic experience, um, which is very interesting. The, um, yeah, I, I like to describe it as I was going down tracks in the snow. Your normal train of thought is. These, these just confined tracks in the snow which keep going down day in day out I am this person, I do these things um, <clears throat> maybe you have too many drinks and you feel guilty the next day but you just got used to those tracks of do these things, feel guilty, shrug it off afterwards you know and then you do it again and you do it again and you do it again and it's just normal but actually and that, that can be applied to anything um, your thought processes when you're seeing someone um, when you're talking to someone out and about they are very confined and very normal um, or at least you have what your normal is in these tracks and then to have a psychedelic experience you can you, you can start making new tracks in the snow um, you can be more creative and you can start to, to think differently Um, the the ways that your mind may have been opened during that experience I think then you can almost apply that openness to experience outside of the, of the experience itself I found that my first LSD experience was um, Almost what sparked the interest to explore and then learn more about what consciousness has to offer, um, or at least having that kind of having the brackets expanded, going down the different tracks in the snow, is is incredible. Um, it, it's very life changing and it really almost highlights the lack of understanding that you truly have about yourself or who you call um, what you call yourself Um, and that and just the amount of ways that it can be applied in daily life is uh yeah it, it, it is quite amazing. And so these altered states of consciousness consciousness can be experienced through a variety of ways. Obviously, like I said, I think psychedelics is the foot in the door. It is the, the, you know that if you're going to have an experience with, whether it's LSD or mushrooms, you know that in one hour's time from when you take it, or two hours time, or just, you know that the day after you've taken it, you are going to be slightly different you will have gone through an experience that you're not necessarily going to be able to control it's just going to happen um, and that's quite scary yes it is, it is quite scary uh, but it can also be can also get those altered experiences through other means um, like i said mindfulness is a useful one um, I really think that uh, mindfulness has allowed, or at least pra- practicing mindfulness and, and, and applying it throughout my daily life, not just I sit down and do 10 minutes of meditation. It is, I sit down, do 10 minutes of meditation and almost know how to be mindful. So then when I am out and about doing things, I can be mindful and present In whatever I'm doing. Um, Being able to carry that over into the psychedelic experience is, uh, I think it allows you to be more open to to the experience, um, but also allows you to get more out of the experience, be able to be mindful of how you feel what the experience, what you are actually experiencing rather than, um, yeah, I think a lot of people might almost panic during the experience because it's so different, so so abstract and so different to the norm. Uh, to be open, to be mindful and to just say this is the experience and and to be present to whatever is happening, whether you're seeing kaleidoscopic patterns or uh, whether you're feeling um, some level of disassociation to your body and whether you've almost certainties that you've had about life have been crumbled and torn away and actually now you are don't know what to do with yourself. You can be mindful of that and almost just accept the experience for what it is, really feel. You, you, you can be okay if it is a bad experience. Um, <clears throat> you can be mindful of that and say like, and almost just feel those those bad emotions. Feel those anxieties, the, the, the upset that you might have. Um, and, and, and just truly experience that because it is important to experience those things. <clears throat> and given how different the, uh, the psychedelic experience can be, um, it, it's I find the application of mindfulness is very applicable in, in that sense. Um, in the waking up app that I use, uh, Sam Harris talks about trying to, uh, w- w- when you are being mindful and, and being mindful of the experiences that you have, you're closing your eyes, you can still see it, the, the visual field is darkness, it is different, Like even, you're still experiencing sight, you're still experiencing sound, um, you're experiencing all these different sensations but when it comes down to it, when you close your eyes, because I think we are very visual creatures, when you close your eyes it is just a cloud of sensation um, that you experience when you are truly focused on whether it's the breath or um, maybe it's just maybe you're focusing on how your body feels sat on the ground like maybe for me right now i'm feeling my bum on the ground going pretty numb um or my feet on the ground as well just being able to feel everything like this it's not where is that experiencing happening where are you experiencing that and actually even thoughts and your sense of self and it's all just arising as a cloud of sensation with no location necessarily so to apply that in a psychedelic experience with this completely different cloud of sensations or altered cloud of sensations you can really even if it is quite scary quite different um, you can accept it a little bit better and, and just experience it for what it is. <sighs> and and it, I think the psychedelic experience really does make you uh, question the experience of self, <clears throat> question uh, how you feel, um, or at least how you, how you perceive yourself to others. I think we get very, very caught up on, um, and some people never really get out of it on how they, f- how they are perceiving, how how they perceive themselves in the eyes of others. Uh, That's their main focus. How does my hair look today? Um, Am I wearing the right clothes? Um, There's there's, there's so many different things. Am I acting in a certain way? Um, And there's so much uh, abstracted thoughts about how I am perceived to others And, and that's important in some sense but it's also very important just to be mindful of the the present experience that you are in <clears throat> and to have that um, almost ego dissolved a little bit um, you can have full ego death on psychedelic experiences um, but to to have who you call yourself adjusted or to even just question that I don't think many people question who they are but when you do question who you are it is quite a difficult thing to deal with because it's something you've built up since the day you were born. You you built it up as you are, Um, you're you're called by your name since the day you're born Uh, and that can really almost be ingrained with you quite heavily. So to have that broken down a little bit, or even just to start thinking about who you really are, it is very life-changing. And I think it brings about good change. Uh, There will be things that you think about, and you may think about them and go, Why? Why am I stressing about the way I look or the, the, the way that I might think other people, why am I acting in a certain way just to fit something, fit a bracket of um, looks that people think I need to be in or that you think people want you to be in. Uh, It it definitely came to me um, in some sense when I was training last year. I always, I guess, considered myself to be the the gym guy um, out of the group, the trainer um, was actually some something that I do uh, and to associate myself so closely with that for five six years to then almost disassociate myself from that at least pull away from it quite a bit um, just in the sense of who I am it's, it was quite scary, uh, but the change that I have had from it is, has been really, really quite beneficial. Um, yeah, but that, that's just one experience. And I think there's a lot, just the, the initiation of thinking about yourself and thinking about the nature of experience is is really important. And yeah uh, before taking psychedelics it is very important to be open to the experience ready to learn um, I think some people like to have intentions before obviously get the set and setting which is important and they may write out some intentions that they want uh, they want to tackle during their experience uh, I think that's entirely appropriate. There's a lot of things. There's a, lot of, you can probably think about those in, intentions quite well if you did have any. Um, I also think it's quite amazing, or well, just it's quite appropriate to just go in, uh, not really knowing what you're going to get out of it, but knowing that you want to learn about. The nature of the experience. Um, Yeah, it's it's important to be interested and and curious. Not, I think there's. I think being scared of the potential upcoming experience and being curious are going to come hand in hand, Uh, especially if you are doing. if you maybe it's your first time or if you're doing a higher dose um, you are still very unaware of what may be it may be that you take this uh, way too high dose than you thought you could handle and you can't do anything about it and you're just gonna have to wait and see you're just gonna have to wait and see and there's, there's a lot of curious and uh, curiousness and excitement in not knowing what the experience may be, the, the profound thoughts that you may have, the visuals that may kick in, um, just the reality of that experience that... yeah it, it's... I think it's just you, you need to be open to, to learning from that experience, and just open to experiencing the experience, trying not to be distracted, um, <clears throat> you definitely get quite a lot of a lot out of it. Um, and I think it really comes down to it, you are going to experience things that you have never experienced before, um, or you are very unlikely to have experienced before. Um, things like DMT experiences, for example, um, a lot of people describe <clears throat> almost the presence of sentient beings uh, with similar descriptions to that of godlike experiences, which, as even as I say them now, seems impossible. Uh, it, it doesn't seem like. the the nature of me sitting in this forest now for me to be able to take something and then for that to be completely dissolved and almost completely eradicated and, and I meet God for example that whether you're religious or not sounds impossible but you need to be open to it if if, if something like that does it happen you need to accept it you need to accept what you've experienced because um i think we're too all too easy to brush off um, things that we experience whether they be kind of crazy things or just normal things i think we easily just say oh yeah that was just yeah, I think that with a DMT experience, especially, is to have these descriptions of godlike experiences. It, I don't know whether religious people would accept that that is the god that they are um, that they believe in, or whether it's just the drug making them hallucinate. There's a. Uh, I guess there's this. The the main point to take out of that is, there's a lot yet to learn, um, and there is a lot yet that we have not experienced, and to experience something like that really does change, and shift the way that you may act and perceive the world. <clears throat> From that podcast, once again. Um, John Peterson uh, said that exposure to threatening or disgusting objects <clears throat> or obstacles are considered curative. Uh, that which you approach voluntarily shrinks as you approach it, and that obstacle therefore shrinks. And I think that's really uh, true. I think a lot of people w- will know that is true whether they act it out or not and if I think and if they don't know that's true that's probably because they're scared to act it out. Um, If you are scared of jumping off a cliff into the water, actually the if, if you are scared of that that seems like quite a big obstacle but if you were to jump off and, and, and approach that experience actually the next time you did that the obstacle of jumping off a cliff would be less um, and you would probably grow from that experience you, you would be less fearful of that experience um, and the same with you can apply that to anything but that's just one example and i think that is really important during these mystical experiences that you may experience just in the sense that if there is something that scares you whether it's a thought uh, whether it's beings that you may see just approach it i think (sighs) you almost you, you may do this in dreams I think as a child you may have had uh, repetitive nightmares or some people still do and actually the, the the best way to combat those nightmares or those fears that you may have of the monster under the bed is to almost just approach them if if you are in if something is scaring you in a dream if you approach that thing Or if you're scared of dying in a dream. If you just accept that you're dying. I think. It all becomes a lot easier. Um, And that can definitely be applied. Throughout. uh, Life. And. What I was talking about with the sense of oneness. Before. uh, Further research by. Roland Griffiths, um, so that these mystical experiences are associated with a sense of unity a sense of sacredness and a noetic sense Uh, so there's a lot of, I guess after the experience, interconnectedness whether that's internally and actually you feel very in touch with yourself Um, or whether that's externally and then you're very in touch with uh, you and the world Um, or at least you and everything else I think also you've also got that sense of sacredness which is that kind of the how profound and precious that experience is Uh, I think because of that profound and how unbelievably different that experience is you are definitely uh, likely to be more open it's associated with increases in trait openness um, which is also associated with creativity so uh, I have found myself to be more creative I don't want to Oh the research says this and oh I also feel that but it's yeah that definitely combining with the top 5 experiences of life I think I'm definitely more creative and open to different experiences <clears throat> And finally, obviously, the the, the noetic sense, the the sense of the feeling of truth. Um, I think a lot of people are so set in stone about where the way the world is. Um, Whether it's that everyone you meet is out to get you, um, and people are jerks and they're they're mean and, and things like that, or whether everyone is actually kind at heart but has all these life-stresses and actually, they're just dealing with that first before they deal with you properly. Um, I think the experience can really change the way that you feel about... you may have had this set-in-stone feeling um, about the world and then come into this mystical experience And actually the thing that you feel there and then may be very different um, but it feels very true Uh, personally I felt I just I think there is definitely a sense of oneness just in in the sense that you you're very vulnerable you realise your vulnerabilities you are just inside this body Um, and this body has its limits and you are very reliant upon other people and society and and, and the way that things have been structured so that you can go about your days living Um, but yeah and that's Pretty much all I've all I've got for this episode. Um, it's been a bit of a rant. Hopefully, it's been slightly structured, um, and hopefully, the birds in the background haven't been too loud. But apart from that, this pos- this podcast is now on Spotify. So if you are listening to it on there, brilliant. Um, it's it's weird having a podcast on spotify alongside i'll listen to joe rogan on spotify and my podcast is also up there so it's uh i don't know it feels it feels like a step up but also quite exciting at the same time so if you have enjoyed this podcast then do let me know Um, and if also if you do have any other questions or other topics that you'd like me to cover then also do let me know. But apart from that, hopefully you've enjoyed, and hopefully you'll tune in for the next episode.